0: Welcome to the Messages of Cornerstone Anglican Church. In this episode, Padre Andrew looks at Jesus' teaching about hypocrisy and status. We wear the mask of Christ rather than a mask of piety. Jesus lived in a society where religious and social status were deeply intertwined. Church and state were one. He describes status-conscious religion in a few graphic verses. Tassels were worn to remind Jews of God's Ten Commandments. Once you have tassels as a sign of religious devotion, you have an opportunity for status. So that would raise you up amongst other people who didn't have those things. Then you would sit in the synagogue in the best seats. ones up the front. We don't have to look far today for some kind of religious pecking order, do we? Worship services in which the most prominent people are arranged in throne-like chairs up the front. These are things that can be genuine rather than status conscious, but the danger is always there, isn't it? It's always there to push ourselves up higher. A particular focus of Jesus comments here is on the dangers of status concerning leadership. And I want to zero in on two related issues that Jesus raises here for us. First is hypocrisy. Jesus puts up one blunt phrase, they do not practice what they preach. Now I must admit that if someone asked me if I practiced everything that I preached, I'd be lying if I said yes. That's hard for any of us, I think. While it may come as a great surprise to some of you, I haven't got it all quite together just yet. Uh, Yes, yes, thanks. Thanks out there. Yeah, well done. So I struggle every day to conform my life to the standards of God's will. There are some moments, and lots of them, where I fail, of course. So should I quit the business? Should I get out of public ministry until I can get my act together? I don't know, should we disqualify any elders or leaders whose lives show some disconnect? The Bible certainly sets a clear and high standards for church leaderships, but there aren't any perfect leaders. So what is Jesus talking about? I think the clue here is the rest of the chapter. In verse 13, he begins a scathing rebuke of religious leaders of the time with repeated refrain. Woe to you, scribes, Pharisees and hypocrites. The issue is hypocrisy. So something that outsiders say to the church. They're just a bunch of hypocrites. It usually means that people outside the church see that we often fail to practice what we preach and that the church is full of sinners. Well, duh. Perhaps we should put a sign out the front that says Community of Sinners Saved by Grace. But what is hypocrisy? Hypocrisy is more than a well-known fact that none of us are morally perfect. Hypocrisy is wearing the mask of piety while one's heart is bent on self-promotion, self-importance and self-ambition. We cannot live in the light of Christ and try to keep others in the dark about our true selves all of the time. It's a spiritual masquerade in which Christ is the mask that we wear but not the controlling centre of our lives. Instead of being the skin in which we live as people reborn in faith and baptism, Christ is like a costume we slip on and off to impress others. And the danger is especially high for leaders. Leaders are the most tempted to appear to be what they are not deep inside. Perhaps there's no place where a true depth and genius of Jesus' teaching has been put into practice more than in AA and other 12-step movements. When we go to one of those meetings, if you ever go to one of those meetings, there are no titles. There isn't even any last names. Professors, ministers and doctors stand up next to secretaries and bricklayers and the jobless wanderers and say, Hi, my name is John and I'm an alcoholic. Everyone is just known by their first names. They could be anyone. Hypocrisy has no soil in which to grow when we are transparent to each other and in a community of forgiven and forgiving sinners. The second issue I want to highlight this morning is a temptation of hypocrisy. Jesus warns his disciples and all church leaders against using honorific titles. He tells about the scribes and the Pharisees, the religious leaders of his day, liked to have the best places in the synagogues and the banquets and have people greet them with honorific titles. Rabbi. But Jesus says... You are not to be called Rabbi, for you have one Master, and all are disciples. Call no one on earth your Father, because you have one Father, the one in heaven. Nor are you to call each other Teacher, for you have one Teacher, the Messiah. The greatest amongst you will be your servant. All who exalt themselves will be humbled. And all who humble themselves will be exalted. So it has to be understood that Jesus was not talking about the church office as such, but about the status that attaches itself to that office. We begin the chapter by talking about those who sit in the seat of Moses. This is literally the seat reserved for the teacher of the synagogue. He says clearly, you must obey them and do anything they tell you. In other words, it is not the office of teacher that Jesus is against, but it is the way the office becomes a pedestal for status. I don't think Jesus is advocating that all offices should be scrapped. There's always an important functions to fulfill in the Christian community, but Jesus is saying that function must be completely divorced from status. One may even honour those who devote themselves in the community in various ways, such as Paul says, for their work's sake, not for their position. Leaders should have no more status in the community than a council worker in a park, the guy who drives a bus, or the girl who runs a coke machine at Mackers. In fact, says Jesus, the most important may be the least visible or recognised. Jesus is not advocating anarchy or even democracy. In the truest sense of the word, the community of faith is a theocracy. We must have one master, one teacher, one father. And all of us are brothers and sisters. If you listen to what I have to say as a pastor and put it into practice... Or, if you respect an elder and follow their direction, it is because in that person you recognise the word, the authority, and the humble service of Christ on your behalf. A doctor who cares for you, a musician who plays for you, the teacher or leader who points your children to Christ, the person who waters the plants, the people who clean up after coffee in the morning. They are all brothers and sisters who are serving Christ And serving you. Christ is the head of the church, and his leadership is not delegated to anyone else, no matter what their title Pope, Bishop, Elder, Pastor, or Padre. They are all brothers and sisters, pointing each other to the only one who really matters, the only one who can help, the true and only Head and Saviour of us all. Jesus Christ. Amen. If you'd like to hear more great messages, check out our Facebook page or look us up on the net at cornerstone-church.com.au